are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in today on the Steve Day Show podcast on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. I want to thank those of you that have subscribed to us via iTunes and Stitcher. If you've not done so, please consider that. I also want to thank all of you that have left us positive reviews. If you haven't done that yet, that really helps us out too. That, that helps us get the word out to other people. Uh, folks are attracted to things that other people are attracted to. So when they see that there's a lot of you that like what we do on this podcast each day, they're more inclined to give it a shot for the first time. And so that's how you can help us um, help you to get the word out to those that you would like us to get it out to. So thank you already too, if you've already given us one of those reviews, especially if it was a good one. If it didn't give us a good one, well, let's just keep that between us. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. At Steve Day Show. We just finished today's TV show for CRTV. Let's get a quick tease from Todd and Aaron, each of them, to give you a preview of what's to come. Aaron. Talked to a really amazing lady on, uh, on today's show, uh, Juliana Tomarazzi with Iraqi Christian Relief council just what is the state of religious uh, persecution or liberty in iraq these days we've been told that isis is on the run well juliana was just in baghdad just a couple of weeks ago she's got some extraordinary uh, stories that she tells of what's going on in that region of the world, specifically as it pertains to Christians, and why, even if you're not necessarily a Christian, why this story matters to you. That's an interview that you don't want to miss. Thank you. Todd? Just a uh, another day where I'm uh, incredibly ashamed to be a part of mankind. Oh, I'm sorry, people kind. There you go. Nice. Well played. CRTV.com is how you can watch today's television show. Promo code DACE, so you can not just use my last name as a swear word, but this time it'll get you something substantive, like a discounted subscription to CRTV. All the shows that we have, not just ours, but the entire team here, Michelle Malkin, Stephen Crowder, uh, the great one, Mark Levin, us who are otherwise known as how we known in our marketing packet here at other CRTV. programming we are the other the programming win. that's right so there's the names you care about and then there is the other programming that's us that's right nobody rocks we are rocking other programming mm-hmm. right now i mean we are just crushing that all right nobody crushes other programming like we do yeah yeah and by the way you can follow me on twitter at other programming producer and todd <laughs> other programming online I should, no, Steve, I should other programming. My Twitter handle to yes. other programming. Yeah. Nobody puts the other in other programming. Nice. Like we well do. Played. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. You can get that subscription at a discounted rate. And yes, we have monthly subscription options available as well. All right. It is a Pop Culture Tuesday here today on the podcast. And I want to talk Super Bowl, some of the cultural messages that were conveyed. The ratings are in. You know, there'd been a lot of talk on social media about whether there'd be a boycott of the game, pardon me, because of the NFL anthem protests, which aren't really anthem protests, except they take place during the anthem, so they are, Uh, and all that other stuff. Uh, The ratings were down about 3% from last year. I think it was the, the smallest audience they've had in eight years, but... To put that in perspective, it's a little bit like the Dow plunge yesterday. It's the worst one-day plunge ever. Well, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, in terms of total points, yeah. But if you look at percentage of points lost, it's actually the 108th worst loss in the history of the Dow Jones. It's just the Dow's higher than it's ever been. So the losses will be bigger when they're big. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's still about, what, two-thirds to three quarters uh higher than where it started its uh increase when trump became president if memory serves right i remember when we were kids when reagan was president when it went over two thousand for the first time remember how big a news that was now it's over now it's gone over twenty five thousand. no i was playing gi joe i think or something i was i i 
you know me. I've, I'm doing like I was. I was watching the news while playing GI Joe because that's how I roll now. I got to multitask. That's how we roll. Um, so yes, viewership was down. It's still going to be by far the most watched event in tele- on television this year. We still had 106 million people at least watch that. And I want to start there with boycotting the Super Bowl. There's a lot of other cultural messages and those sorts of things. What went on at the anthem, the NFL, what they did with Medal of Honor winners, which I thought was smart politics for them, not just um, appropriate homage. But I want to get this out of the way right now. Something is starting to tick me off, and I've, I've, o- I've almost fired off several scorching hot takes about it the last few days. And every time I stopped myself and I said, nope, Nope. Wait. Get a second opinion. Talk to you. Talk to the boys. See if they're if, if this is just, you know, you yourself are fond of saying people don't like their idols being smashed. So is this my version of this? Okay. And I'm I'm open to being scolded. That's why I've not fired off this scorching hot take yet. I'm going to throw it at you guys to tell me, yeah, you just uh, um, you're just too myopic here. But I have about had it, and I don't know if it's deserved or not. I, I am concerned that there is a joylessness emerging on the right, similar to what we have long seen on the left. Meaning, looking for any attempt to ruin anything. That isn't explicitly political enough for you. I have no problem if the NFL has alienated you. It's tried to. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I don't have a problem. You don't want to watch the product. The What the hell is a catch? We discussed that off the air yesterday for 15 minutes. We don't know. We literally had a 20-minute review in a Super Bowl about whether a guy who caught the ball ran three full yards with the ball, then dove in, crossed the goal line by over a yard, and then dropped the ball, whether that was actually a catch or not. The NFL is the maker of its own problems, okay? So if you were like, hey, the, the flag protest, all that stuff, I'm out, God bless you. I don't have a problem with any of that. But this eagerness I am noticing... Within that camp of you just don't love America as much if you're watching this. I got some of that the last couple of days. And if you're like hashtag MAGA boycott the Super Bowl, you know what your you know what your boy Trump was doing during the Super Bowl? Watching it. Watching it from the Mar-a-Lago holding a party for donors, bra. <laughs> okay? Come on. I, I am sensing that. There is a group emerging on the right, and it's, it's minuscule compared to what's on the left. I mean, the left, the left, for claiming that they're all in favor of sensuality and pleasure, are literally attempting to take all the sensuality and pleasure out of literally everything. Okay? Sex is now a consensual contract. Um, uh, the, every Christmas now we're debating, is baby, it's cold outside, a date rape song. I mean, the, 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 the people who say they're all about experience and sensuality and pleasure are literally voiding those things out of everything. They're, they're, way, they're doing trig, calculus, when it comes to joylessness. We're not even close on our side. That's why I want to I want to nip this thing in the bud before it even gets to times tables. Because there 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 is emerging a self-righteousness on the right of joylessness. That if you are willing to tolerate any aberrant viewpoint on any level at all because the overall occasion talent skill, presentation is an escape. It's a chance for you to get away from the mundane things of this world or the fact we are trying to politicize and tear each other apart consistently, then you just, you're a sellout. 
And I'm about to lose it on this. I've hesitated because I'm just, I'm wondering, I love football. It's my escape. I've never shied away from that. On the other hand, I've been very critical of the NFL too. I've been sat there and said they don't have problems. They don't have issues. I've done several shows, written several comments or columns about that in the last year. So I don't think I'm offended because my idol is being smashed. But no one whose idol is being smashed thinks that's the reason why. That's exactly what someone whose idol is being smashed would say, right? Okay, so I'm willing to put my own integrity up here for accountability. Is this just irritating me because I love football and you're peeing in my Cheerios? Or is there this emerging stream of joyless self-righteousness on the right that we have seen ruin the left. And I'll just throw that on the table. You guys are welcome to spank me if you want. If I, I have it coming, I want to know. This this is our this is accountability group Tuesday here on the Steve Day Show podcast. All right. So gentlemen, what do you think? Well, I think both Todd and I weren't that impressed with Star Wars and you loved it, so I'm not really sure if we're the best mechanism of accountability for you, Steve. <laughs> Nice. You're welcome. No, I don't. I don't know. I've kind of seen this. There's a. There's an element, and I think everybody, both on the right and the left, that if you like something that I don't particularly enjoy, I'm gonna find reasons. Uh, and you're otherwise a respectable human being. I'm gonna find reasons. Um, or if I even if I don't agree with you on other uh, on other matters, I'm going to find a reason to detest that which you love uh, in order to make myself feel better. Um, I I I think I I think you're right to be irritated with this. I've I've seen this. There's there's um, somebody on there's there's actually multiple somebodies who are like super quick triggered with. Um, different times with different words that we use and are super quick to point them out about how they're how they're wrong and nasty and you know i appreciate his standard or her standard whoever it is of of pointing that out but at the same at the same time um it it seems to me that there's some sort of i don't know pet i uh pet project or pet you know thorn in the side of of i don't i don't know it's I think it's more of an irritation than it is a looming threat. I think it's just, I think what you're witnessing is human nature just trying to take pride in some some differentiation uh, of personality or preference. What do you think, Todd? It's not emerging. It's always been there. The difference is, uh, I'd imagine you saw all this on social media, mm-hmm. so that there's that now. So there's this constant stream of that. And within social media, there's this uh, false courage that has a bunch of uh, toadies uh, who would never say the same thing to anybody's face, uh, go out there, uh, puff out their chest, and uh, act like uh, the son of Krypton. So I think that's uh, what it is. But I think the seed... Of it all uh, has always been there. Self self righteousness has always been uh, quite powerful um, on the right. I mean, th- this that's where the uh, the church lady uh, comes from on Saturday Night Live, and mm-hmm. we all know that there's a uh, uh, some degree of truth uh, involved in that that level of uh, legalism, that level of self righteousness. So I don't think it uh, emerging isn't even the right way to look at it. It's just, um, I, and this. The, the, my real question is: If none of us did this job, how much time would you spend on social media? I'd a be, lot I, less. I'd be out. I, a lot less. Um, I just, and I like, I like information. So I would still do Twitter a lot. I do Facebook probably a lot less. Um, but I do Twitter a lot just because I like information. I like having information at my fingertips. I just would be probably following a lot fewer news and political accounts, just enough to stay aware. 
and I'd, I'd be following probably a lot more fanboy accounts and even more sports accounts and things of that nature because it would be a place for me to escape from the day-to-day mundane of working nine to five, working pin up, Buckwheat, you know what I'm saying? No, I get it, but I, I still think at least I'd start being out. I'd want to kind of try that on for size, and I'd probably get pulled back in on some level. Um, but uh, it would be refreshing to shut her down for a while, mostly for this reason. I the, the tribalism is just pornographic right now. Like there was somebody I, I saw on Twitter, and I like this guy's account. That's why I follow him. And and he was he's a black conservative, and he was pointing out how Antifa protesters and BLM protesters were trying to shut down transportation to the game in Minneapolis on Sunday, right? And there were several arrests and things of that nature. And he's like, see, this is why we lose. I mean, look at the extent they're willing to go to. We won't even give up watching the game at home. I I chose not to respond to it because kind of what I was arguing about the State of the Union address on TV last week, the occasion is bigger than this argument. And so I, I didn't really want to distract my feed from following the game for this because I'm going to get to do this tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that because what I do for a living. I mean, I get the point he was kind of making. There is a level of commitment there we don't have, but... I'm okay with why they have a level of commitment we don't have. I don't, I don't desire the level of commitment. I, we need more commitment than we have. But I don't, I don't desire the level of commitment they have. I don't desire feeling as if I don't win unless I drop a deuce on everything. The only reason you have that level, a person would have that level of commitment at all is if their priorities are, are out of line, meaning yeah. their worldview is askew. Yes. I, I, on one level... We See, I know we're struggling in our current environment to think several things can be simultaneously true to varying degrees. Um, Now, for those of you that are new to adulting, that's a term called distinctions, okay? Stick with this class. We'll have more on that later. But um, we need more conviction on our side. There's no question about that. But I I, I will never sign up for that level of conviction where we're just a bunch of a-hole douchebags. I'm never doing that, guys, ever. I mean... I love America too much to burn the village to save it. You know what I'm trying to say? There's no point saying I'm going to strip mine the forest to save the environment. The reason I love America is because people have sacrificed for us and God has blessed us to the point that we can have a sporting event that 106 million people watch and argue about the commercials. If, if in order to show my fealty to America means I have to disembowel and destroy the, the benefits and accoutrements of being an American, I'm out. It's not worth it that much to me. You do that, you do that when you're fighting gulags. You know what I'm saying? When you're, when, you're in a, when you're in a camp. When all of your rights and freedoms and humanity have been stripped away, that's when that level of cultural strip mining is a requirement. We're not even close to something like that. And I really don't want to see victimology emerge on the right to counter what's on the left. And now we, we give points to who's the most pissed off. Who's the angriest? What are you angry for? I don't know. I'm angry. What does that sound like? What the hell was... If you just... What, what was skipping the game going to accomplish? Now, if, you, if you just don't like it, I don't blame you. I don't blame anybody who said, I'm not watching these people. And, I'd have been, and I would have been fascinated. They didn't kneel for the anthem. I would have been fascinated to see what would have happened to the ratings if they had shown several players kneeling. Right? Because they're always updating these things every quarter hour. Sure. Would we have seen a, you know, I mean, when it came to the anthem, even I was like watching with my f- <laughs> fingers over my eyes. <laughs> okay. I mean, the, and then, of course, the great irony of this is in a, to conclude a season in which the NFL went out of its way seemingly to alienate Americans of traditional values. The game ends with the championship team giving the most public shout outs to Jesus we've heard since Kurt Warner and the St. Louis Rams. That was almost 20 years ago. 
And you know what? If you skipped out on it, you missed all of that. You missed that. You missed that providential serendipity, that providential irony. For all the league's attempts to say, we will not acknowledge righteousness in the National Football League. On its biggest stage, in its biggest moment, they couldn't stop the head coach. Uh, They couldn't stop the game-winning quarterback. And they couldn't stop the guy who caught the game-winning touchdown pass. All three of them separately, apart from one another, in three different interviews with 100 million people watching. Talk about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just... Pro, being for freedom and liberty shouldn't make you joyless. Should be the other way around. What is the point of being free to be joyless? That sounds like enslavement to me. Now again, if you just walked away because of what the messages they conveyed, I don't blame you. They did that to themselves. But it doesn't mean you're a better class of patriot than someone who watched the Patriots on Sunday. This kind of person is also if they're if they're consistent, they're never going to go to a movie because the movies are uh, acted by, produced by people who d- disagree with them entirely. I mean, you you really have to stay home and and, and just be a hermit. No, that that that's the logical conclusion and, of that. And and maybe it comes to that someday. Um, some of us pick our battles. There's businesses I, uh, my family no longer goes to. There's businesses that sure. I know we have disagreements with, but that I just like you know it's based on the convenience of this store. I it the, uh, for now I'm just not picking this battle. And and as you said in the past, Steve, um, these are these are matters of. Um, a prudential evaluation of conscience mm-hmm. uh, that are right and good and true, and we really—I mean—you're you're describing a form of legalism. Yeah, that we just got done talking. I mean, about, I'm not out uh, there. I'm not out there saying you're a terrible American if you skipped out on the Super Bowl either. Yeah, go do what you want. I mean, I, go do what you want. Again, if they've alienated you, I don't blame you. They have. But but the way I look at it, for me, is. As long as there's Nick, it's the same thing, same thing I have with Hollywood. As long as they're going to make films like Wonder Woman that are essentially gospel hermeneutics, I'm going to support that. And when they make films that essentially are like Mother, are essentially gospel agate props, I'm not. Again, adulting. When, I don't, when you do what I think is right, I will support it. When you don't, I won't. Now, if the league starts saying to people like Nick Foles and, and Doug Peterson and Zach Ertz, uh, you can't thank your Lord and Savior after games anymore, now that's a different conversation. Yeah, yes. Now you're not just advocating that which I don't agree with. You are suppressing it at the exact same time. That's, that's different now. Okay? But if they've already crossed a line with you, I don't blame you. I just don't know why you feel the need to jump on social media and wave your, your banner of patriotic purity to the rest of us. If you have an honest conviction, act on that conviction, but not all convictions are universal. Right. Some should be, like uh, any, anything involving the life issue. If you're a conservative, that should be a universal conviction. But whether or not to watch something that is completely meaningless... Like the Super Bowl, the Super guys, the Super Bowl is meaningless. Yes, that is exactly what you guys have been saying. That's that's legalism. That's that's some human standard that's elevated to the standard of godliness, or in this case, patriotism. That that's legalism at its core. See, I think this ties into the conversation we had a lot last year too. We aren't going to beat them at their own game. We will not beat them. We will not defeat moral relativism with moral relativism. We will not defeat moral subjectivism with moral subjectivism. We will not defeat joyless utilitarianism with joyless utilitarianism. We're not going to do that. We're not going to defeat 
forced conformity with forced conformity. That's not the way it works. That's not the antidote to these things. They're, this, they're symbiotic. Freedom. And freedom is the antidote to tyranny. Joy is the antidote to joylessness. I don't ever, I will never sign up to be a part of something that seeks to go out of its way to actively disrupt and destroy harmless, meaningless expressions of people's freedom and liberty for my own political causes. I'm never going to do that because there's a million other avenues we get to do that. We're not, this isn't Tiananmen freaking square. There's a million places. There's whole cable channels where BLM and Antifa can have their viewpoint heard Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day. And the same thing exists for us on the right. I'm guessing the, the PR office at the NFL doesn't think Breitbart hasn't written enough articles about them this year. I mean, guys... We don't become like them. Hey, do you really want to be the rights version of the the, uh, the shriekers or the pink ladies, the ones who always show up and hijack other people's yes. events and just start yelling no. at the top of their no. lungs? No, no, you don't. No, nope. I'm never, I'm never signing up for that. Precisely because I do love America, I'm not going to strip mine her to save it. I'm not going to burn the village to save it. If that's what's required to save it, she ain't worth saving anymore. Time to move on and do a new thing. Then you're the idolaters. Again, I'm, no, I'm fine if you don't want to watch. I don't blame you. They've gone out of their way to alienate you, even beyond the kneeling protests. League's not well managed right now. We don't know. We can't define what the what one of the most basic functions of the sport, catching the ball, is. We don't know. Like when they go when they throw up a shot in the NBA, we don't sit around. Was that a three pointer or not? We know. Uh, foot's behind the line. Three, not. Then it wasn't. We know. It's interesting that you bring that up, though, man, because that that's important. It's not even a tangential issue because here, for whatever reason, on the biggest stage. You, Aaron's point is exactly right. It, it is meaningless. But on the biggest stage, it wasn't just one NFL game on one Sunday here, whether the NFL brass got their ducks in a row and said, put out a memo and said, under no circumstances, are you any of you doing anything or you can find another career? Or whether the two coaches did that? Or whether the players in their own conscience spoke to him and said, you know what? A regular game is one thing, but the Super Bowl... Uh, I ain't playing with that bad mm-hmm. juju. You know, I'm not jinxing this thing. Uh, whatever the reason is, that crap didn't happen. Similarly, <coughs> excuse me, as ridiculous, you know what I think about instant replay, but here on Super Bowl Sunday, common sense prevailed. All the games, all the nonsense, all the histrionics on two crucial reviews, they looked at it and said, you know what, can we stop being jerks for a while and just call it catch a catch? We're going to do that today. It's the same thing. You know, the better angels of our nature took over on this day. It's a victory. It says there's still a shot for us. The heat they took two weeks ago, deservedly so, for not running that veterans ad about standing for the anthem. Right. So they took that heat, and how did they respond? They surprised America by having all these Medal of Honor winners standing out there, right. the, and one of them, one of the you know, a World War II vet who helped, who fought at Iwo Jima, did the coin flip. Okay, um, so on, they're not they're they're not completely tone deaf. They have they understand they have taken some shots and some hits here. They're well aware of that. There were no histrionics with a, a choir saying. Um, America the Beautiful, all right, with a with a, a, a I think a gospel singer. They they are they're listening, okay. So that's an argument for constructively keeping the pressure on them. I'm not I'm again I'm not telling you not to make them hurt. What I'm telling you though is, if other people see a matter of conscience differently. 
we already have a political movement in America that seeks to pee in everyone's Cheerios that it that, that isn't as pissed off about everything as much as they are. You know what I'm saying? Like yesterday, the Lady Doritos thing. Uh, and and the and the and the uproar that caused for why if you can be this pissed off every day you either are a russian bot you don't exist or you're on welfare get a job all right rest of us have to live in the real world i don't want us to become like that where we just sit around getting pissed off every day hell trump's biggest political win before the tax cuts was taking on the nfl last fall what was he doing Super Bowl Sunday? Watching the game at the Mar-a-Lago. Eating a taco bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, commercials. I've heard, I saw Beck and others talk about the commercials were not good. I disagree, man. I thought it was, I thought it was a strong year of commercials. When I tried to come up with the top three, I decided to exempt movie trailers. I have to tell you, though, the solo movie trailer... I'm going to. Before you give that, I, okay. I, I, I want to hear what you say. I didn't think it was. I was like, I, I didn't. I don't want to see it. What did you think? Me, uh, the the look of it uh, was Star Wars. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The, I uh, something Ehrlichman. I mean, it's a it. I, I, that's I'm getting way too close to a uh, Nazi war criminal, but his the actor who's playing Han Solo is like Alden Ehrlichman, I believe, or something like that. All of that his has there ever been a tougher job than filling those shoes? And there's just not enough there there within the commer- within it to. It's going to be a whole movie before you realize he he could do it or he couldn't. So I was just like, that's not Han Solo. Yeah. I- I agree with Todd. I thought the opening few frames, I'm like, maybe this would be like Rogue One. Remember, we heard that's a troubled production. Yeah. People fired, reshoots. And we were like, dude, when the movie came out, like that's a great movie, right? Which is apparently now okay. every great movie now. That's yes. Like- All right, so I'm thinking, oh, you know, because because when the, when the first, tra- you're like, that looks like it. We heard the klaxon sound. Like, that's what Star Wars, that's a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that till he came on the screen. Yep. And uh, we had a term for that in college uh, that I won't use here. That's sort of impolite, uh, which was, uh, you know, for uh, let's just say blocking a dude. Okay, if you know what I'm going with this. All right. That's kind of what uh, it felt like when they went away from the stuff that looked like Star Wars and then he came on the screen. And when you watch, have you guys watched the full trailer yet that came out yesterday? No. It's worse. Same exact thing. His voice, it's like, no, I'm not buying it on any level at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I know. That was my reaction. Now, the Jurassic World trailer, I thought that was bananas. I loved it. Okay. But, um, yeah, the solo thing. And you, and loved wait. every part of it except for the guy yeah. playing the main character. Yeah. Could we just not have him in it? And like, they like just talk about him like he's there, but he's like not there. Can we just do that? Well, we're going to, this is, this is going to be the test. Understandable why everybody wants the standalone. I mean, it's limitless, but I think the geniuses, and this was one of my huge beefs with, um, not the Force Awakens, um, The Last Jedi. Uh, is that I, I don't think it remained true to uh, canon. And that's Rogue One took one p- t- piece of canon and made a whole movie out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think they've got to just be careful. If you Han Solo can you stands alone so much, can you have him in any more movies and have it ever compares it? Is it just bound to be a disappointment? Whereas you take something like that, with new characters, even, I mean, I, what that movie accomplished when you didn't know any of them, in two, and in two and a half hours, they're all dead, and you feel something. Yeah. You feel a real sense of loss, as if you just watched a three-piece trilogy. They're just going to have, but they're feeling, 
this out. I mean, the, I, they're talking about an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. God knows they everybody. Done that one. Knowing knowing now what we know about knowing how they have, even though it's not finished clearly because. Carrie Fisher died. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Force Ghost Luke in episode nine. Right. I think we all recognize right. that. But the without when the movie was finished filming, she had not passed away yet, and so the intent was this was the end of the Luke Skywalker story arc. Mm-hmm. And when and when he melds into the Force, that was it and gone. Knowing that, they should have done the Kenobi movie here instead, because I think that would have been Luke. You know. It, it, following in the footsteps of his mentor. Uh, I think that would have been more meaningful in tying the two films together, much as they did at the end of Rogue One with the scene with the, you know, with, with the, um, uh, Three, the CGI of Carrie Fisher, right. the, the scene of Vader, how it goes right directly into A New Hope. They could have done that here and, and gone right. And plus, with Han having just died, put some more distance between that time period where someone immediately is going to step into those shoes. You know what I'm saying? Because Harrison Ford is still too fresh in too many people's minds. I would have done the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie first and had that tie direct take us right up to the events of finding Luke's, you know, land speeder in Tatooine and in, in, in A New Hope to get closure on the Skywalker, Luke Skywalker storyline how however good of an actor this young man is he's in an impossible situation right. as you said which means he therefore has to really be great and it didn't look very great I'm just does it just me or that. does he also look short yeah it just it didn't look like Han Solo dude it kind of looked like the karaoke version of him kind of shrimpy yeah I half expected him to go homeschooled I half expected <laughs> 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 I half expected him to just in the middle of the trailer go Bill Murray Star Wars <laughs> nothing but Star Wars well right? that's kind of beautiful what beautiful Star Wars la di da da that's kind of what the complaint was when they fired the directors and brought in Ron Howard they said it was like Ace Ventura oh boy yeah 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 now Ron Howard is the real deal yeah so you know it's gonna look great even when um, Ron Howard does not do a good movie it will it will look like a great movie. You may think when it's done, the story is kind of like like I did. I watched that Formula One racing movie I did a few years ago with Chris Hemsworth. You know about the Formula I remember One it, racing I never rivals. Saw it. That movie looks great. I can't remember a single thing other than everybody chain smoked. I don't remember anything else about it other than this looks really great. But I don't remember anything about the story at all. Nothing. But you know it will look good. It will look like a major movie. It'll look like a major big league production, regardless of how good or the story is or isn't. Well, what about the new? Um TV spot for Avengers. Some new stuff in there. You take anything away? Well, you want to talk about big shoes to fill. The Russo brothers directing that movie may have as much pressure on them as any filmmakers ever had, like in the history of Hollywood. Even, well, what about taking over Star Wars? People were so down on the prequels. Remember when Disney bought, we were like, Salvation is nigh. We're free of any more Lucas films, right? And so expectations were that Abram didn't have to reach high expectations. The fact that J.J. Abram was taking over the series met people's expectations, right? Yeah, in a way, but, yeah. But now this is the culmination of one of the great ex- experiments in cinematic history, the, the idea of a shared universe of all these major characters and to bring them all together, 10 years of hype, they got a tough and, task. And man. what's remarkable, you watch these trailers, and this this makes it seem like this is the climax. There's a movie after yes, this. Yes, there's a movie after this. Yeah. The three commercials that I liked the most, there were other, I thought what Tide Pods did. So we left out all the movie trailer commercials. Just to stand, my wife, who's a market, has a marketing degree, thought the Tide Pod things with David Harbour of Stranger Things was brilliant. How they just kept popping into ads, and you didn't know if it was a Tide ad or not. She loved that. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. Everybody loved, and I loved it too, uh, the, uh, the um, <clears throat> Dirty Dancing, I Had the Time of My Life thing with uh, Eli Manning and uh, um, OBJ. OBJ. I thought that was great, well done. So I actually thought there were several, com- I thought the rapping one with Morgan Freeman and Peter, um, uh, the uh, little dude. From uh, the oh, new Peter X-Men. Dinklage, yeah, Peter oh, Dinklage. Okay. I thought that was really good. There were several that didn't make my top three list. I thought it was a pretty strong year. 
there were that, what I thought the three best ones. Do you guys want to comment on any of those first? Uh, no, I th- I think the the tide thing uh, was as clever. I, I as once I cut because I actually wasn't just sitting there during the commercials. I was getting up, getting food, talking with the, uh, the the people whose house we were at, and it took me a while to like catch on to what was going on. But once I did, it was um, really just really really smart. Agreed. I like the tide ones. I I I agreed. It was a pretty good year. I mean, I was kind of distracted. Uh, for the first half, but I kind of got to watch and pay attention to the second half, and I thought they were all... I thought most of the ones who were actually trying did a a good job on their commercials. So, my top three were, I loved Alexa's Lost Her Voice. Yep. I loved that one. Did you like... Did you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I liked that one. I loved um, number two, or my number one, was uh, the Rocket Mortgage commercial. I absolutely loved that one. The Crocodile Dundee yeah, yes. commercial was number two on my list. Um, I love those. Those were my top three. And they're actually, that is a movie that's actually coming out. So the brilliance of that is they brought it out like it's a movie, then made it out like it's not a movie, but it really Wait, is a movie. It, it is? really is a movie? They are really doing it. Yes. With oh, great. That guy? Yes. Danny McBride is Crocodile Dundee. And huh, see? The, the rest of the cast are Australian. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays the Prime Minister of Australia in the film. Oh, no. Yes. You know what this see, is. I thought that no, was no, all no, no, part no, no, of the no, no, setup. No. No. no, no. See, this now, this new revelation, this is just another Tide commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a real movie. This is a real movie. Is the original Crocodile then going to be in well, it? Well, in the, tr- in the original trailers, Paul Hogan has not been in it. He was in this commercial, though. Which, Can I just yeah. say, those are... Two of the most underrated movies Agreed. of all time. Agreed. Love Paul Hogan and yes. Crocodile Dundee. Those those were when we were in our in our early to mid teens. Oh, yeah. Those movies you were a force of. I wanted nature. to be that. That's not a knife. This, this is, is a, a knife. knife. Right. I, but the hook is Danny McBride is just an American tourist who tries to go native, and essentially is Mr. Bean slash Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther, basically. So he's not really the son? Yeah, he, well, that's my understanding from the trailer. It could be that he is, but everybody else in the dun, film dun, dun. Everybody else in the film is clearly Australian. And Margot Robbie is in the film. They're all clearly Australian. So where did you see this? There were like weeks of trailers leading up to this. Uh, I, I've been looking it up and I can't find anything about that. All right, hold Cause on. Because I, I wouldn't I watched it again because I watched all these commercials again. You know and what? I saw I saw the uh, I saw the trailers, but I just figured that that was. I just googled this as you said it, and when the first story is, Chris Hemsworth says he's open to starring in Crocodile Dundee revamp, from the BBC six hours ago. They got me. The whole thing was a ruse. Right. I thought it was pretending to be a ruse in, the, in advertising the movie because they have been releasing trailers for this movie for weeks. I know. So I thought it was a ruse within a ruse. See, and there's a, there's a, I was, I remember watching this commercial and I was standing right by a guy and as soon as this uh, commercial came on, he's like, boy, I can't wait to see this one. Like he knew what it, what it was and he, he was anticipating it. So well, this, this then, and a th- lot of people. this could be maybe the greatest Super Bowl commercial of all time. When you think of all time great Super Bowl commercials, Mean Joe Green getting the Coca-Cola, yeah. Cindy Crawford popping open the Pepsi can for the first time. The greatest movie trailer in the history of Super Bowl movie trailers. The first time we saw them blow up the White House for Independence Day when it debuted at the Super Bowl that year. Cowboys and the Steelers, right? That might be one of the all-time greatest Super Bowl commercials, period. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, a ruse within a ruse that's not a ruse. That is awesome. They're back. They're number one. Sorry, Rocket Mortgage. They're number one now. (laughs) Now, the commercial, though that many of us went off on on the right is what T-Mobile tried to pull. Yeah, this is my this is my interest of full disclosure. They have been our mobile phone carrier for like 15 years. And I've almost canceled them like a half dozen times. They keep grandfathering me in with like the same rate I paid in 2004, so I just can't justify leaving. Cuz also no matter where I've traveled, I've my they've given me I have signal everywhere in America except from Osceola, Iowa, to Council Bluffs. 
Okay. I can I have signal anywhere I've gone in America with T-Mobile except between Osceola and Council Bluffs, Iowa. So I don't have a built-in grudge. I've given them a lot of my money over the years. But that commercial with the social justice warrior babies, using the talking points of a worldview that would kill every single one of those kids before they're born if you allowed them to, that's a loser to me, guys. That was a negatory. What was you guys' what, what commercial if, did you like the least? If only most people saw that through your eyes and had the, the wherewithal to call BS like that. So which was the worst? Yeah. <sighs> like, uh. The Coca-Cola. That was really weird. Which one the, the 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 diet one with the fruity flavors and yeah the woman, that was a terrible commercial like dancing or I couldn't figure yeah. out give what. me some that was, candidates that was terrible give me some candidates because if I wasn't interested like I said I just kind of the T-Mobile one right there was another Coke ad that was essentially the uh, Rainbow Jihad ad which I guess it's LGBTQIA. I was like Iowa gets in the, Iowa gets yes. in, Iowa gets in the propaganda now because that's yes. our state abbreviation. I don't I don't even know what IA stands for. Do you know what it stands for? Do you know? I don't in, know. Intersex asexual. It does. I'm really? the resident millennial. I have to know this stuff. <laughs> May God have mercy I'm, on your soul. I'm 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 going to wage five dollars. Let me Google it right now. I'm waging five dollars that that's what it is. I'm not that LGBT. I see you and raise you. Uh, LGBT. Yeah. LGBTQIA. Resource center, uh, albeit ability ableism. Oh wait, that's a g- glossary. Uh, what does LGBTQ uh, asexual and umbrella LGBTQ? We do it so you don't have to, America. Intersex and asexual. Yes. So that that twenty five minute rant I went on to open the podcast about don't burn America down. Just <laughs> scratch all that. Okay. Kick the tires and light the fires. Commence O Festival. <laughs> Today's podcast brought to you by your kerosene. <laughs> An unlimited amount. Free refills. And if you can get uh, your hands on one of those flamethrowers uh, flame that Jeff Bezos built and sold a few weeks ago, then even better. Just just go with uh, the solo spot. Just, just go with that for your worst commercial. Yeah, okay. I mean, just, yeah. But I did get that. I hate it. Still get that, like, I, ooh, Star Wars? I, I was hoping it was beaten out of me after The Last Jedi, but it's still there. I, I wanted why, to Why go. do I get the sense when we see this movie Memorial Day weekend, we're going to walk out of it thinking, they should have done a Lando movie instead. Did you get, kind of get that? Could you see that happening? Maybe they should have done a Lando movie. See, now that seems... But the whole thing about Lando is you... That would... Ha- now, now, would that work? Not so much based on the Han Solo thing. If, if Han Solo would have to be in that, because the great thing about Lando, the biggest thing is how does Han get the Millennium Falcon from right. him? So he's got to be in it, but if he's a bit character, can you pull that off? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll see the Kessel run, right? I'm sure we'll see how him and Chewie got to be best buds, Kashyyyk, we'll see all that. Don't you think? Yeah, well, yeah. I thought a lot of things about The Last Jedi. And a lot of them I, were wrong. I, but that's uh, okay. I agree that they needed to make the uh, Obi Obi Wan story. We need more lightsabers. We had kind of a mercenary slash not Jedi story, Star Wars story last yep. time. Yep. We need some more lightsabers. I'm always down for more lightsabers. Like, like the actual down. lightsaber but duel. Like after a- the after that last movie, though, don't you? Think, I, let's set aside. Um, the whole nobility of Luke's thing, and I don't. I, this is just a new question. I really want to. Do you, are we? Is the whole Star Wars thing basically now going to be? It, it's it's Lucas with um, Greedo shot first, like he's peacenicking the thing. I mean, there was one great lightsaber fight, absolutely, and pe- and some you know red guys got stabbed in the head. But like Luke, in terms of just going, you said before the movie, Luke had to just go total badass. Yeah. Now. In a manner of speaking, I thought he kind of did in kind of a snotty, uh, Grand Torino, Clint Eastwood, midlife crisis. You're you're a punk, snot nosed kid kind of way. Other than that, frankly enjoyed. And ten years ago, probably would have rubbed me the wrong way. But now I'm totally down with it. For five seconds, he was fencing in the movie. There was no lightsaber. He brought his lightsaber. 
in the hologram. There, though. Yeah. But not, more to the uh, to the point, though. I, I, that's my worry. Like it's going to be, it's going to all go off on this postmodernist quest. And you won't. You're going to let him ruin everything for you, aren't you? We've come full circle. I'm, I told now, you the music Todd, perked me up. Todd I grabbed is now me. in. And he's in, he's he's with y'all now. Everything is ruined. Everything is bad. Everything's political. I enjoyed. Todd, I enjoyed now. the Super Bowl. It was a good game. Todd will be uh, joining a monastery near you very soon. I was thrilled. Tweeting out angry missives. No, I feel changing like, his no, name no, to no. other programs. I'm more hopeful as ever. I have in the last two weeks. I have convinced both the NFL and Steve Dace about how flawed instant replay is. So, I man, if I can do that, I can do anything. You can do all things through instant replay, which compels you. Final thoughts, Aaron. Uh, I think I think what we just did was a perfect example of uh, of not taking ourselves too seriously, unlike some people who take the Super Bowl way too seriously. Amen, Todd. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's our job to be a light in the darkness, but good grief um, that this is our default setting. That's why I took umbrage with Steve's issue about it being emerging. It's, um, it's entrenched, uh, and I fear 40 years in the desert before it goes away. By the way, in about eight months, eight and a half months, if you are listening to our podcast, if we're still around then, if you're listening to our podcast and it sounds like we once did this exact same show, but just substituted the Super Bowl for Halloween, you're right. I just want to say that now. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Indeed. That, 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 by the way, that's not poor dubbing. Right, so it'll be the exact same show. Halloween, it'll be mixed in there. Just Aaron just awkwardly mixes Halloween <laughs> yeah. where it said Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, don't forget Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Don't forget the television show today, crtv.com, promo code Dace. Hope to see you there. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.